Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. Thank you for joining me today with Impact Cyber Church. I'm going to tell you something. We are, this month, doing something I believe is one of the most fundamental heart physics strategies for, for starting over. And we've already, we've already talked to you a little bit this month, you know, about the whole concept of starting over. And, and I'm going to drill this in as deep as I can to help you understand that, that starting over is something that is available to all of us. Starting over in any situation, starting over with any arena of life and starting over uh, isn't trying harder at something that didn't work. Starting over is where you break free from the beliefs, the thoughts, the ideas that you had about what worked, discover God's ideas about what worked, and establish those in your life. You know, we, we, we talked about starting over. We talked about the keys to the kingdom of God. And, and I want to move a little more toward practical application, but there's still a lot of things that we got to address. You know, uh, a, a good friend of mine uh, was having a staff meeting, and he was trying to talk to his team about some of, about some of these things. And so, so he he called his staff together, and he got his assistant, and he and he said, "Now, I'm going to give you the key to that door, and uh, I want you to go out that door, and um, uh, and at a certain time, I'm going I'm going to indicate to you I want you to come in. So I want you to unlock the door." And come in. So, so he he sends her out. He's going through his his training with his staff, and so he lets her know to come in. And she's out there trying and trying and trying to get it, and she can't get into the staff meeting. So he goes and and opens the door, lets her come in. And I'm probably not telling this story exactly right. By the way, this is this is my good friend Ron McIntosh in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just a great guy, has a lot of great insight. And I'll tell you, he's one of these guys that's making the journey of living from the heart and influencing the heart. Uh, and, and he's somebody that I just, just love to work with. But uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, she comes in and comes to the staff meeting. And, and they begin to have this discussion about about, you know, you know, what was the problem? Uh, you know, I invited you to come in and it just came down to a simple thing. She didn't have the right key. Now, now stop and think about it. And, and I won't elaborate like he did because I won't get it right. I won't remember exactly like he told it. And he did such an incredible job telling that. But let, let, let me let me tell you what I see from that. And the, here's what the discussion came. See, this is like God inviting us into the realm of kingdom living. And in this realm of kingdom living, and we're going to go into great detail about this, and I'll tell you, the series goes into incredible detail about this. In the realm of kingdom living, is that's really the place where we have access to all of the resources of God. When we go through our heart's door into the realm of the kingdom, because Jesus taught us that the, that the kingdom was within. And then Jesus gave us the keys of the kingdom. 
how to function in this realm of the, of the kingdom of God. And so we know that the invitation has been given. We know that Jesus has said, this is yours. I died for you to have this. I overcame death and hell so you could have this quality of life. And remember, salvation is not just forgiveness of sins. That, that's part of it. Salvation is not just going to heaven. That's part of it. There's a lot of components of salvation that different denominations and different groups seem to really exalt and focus in on. And, and that's fine. I'm, I don't want to condemn anybody for that. But, you know, salvation is about a quality of life that comes from being intimately connected to God. This, this is life, Jesus says, to know, to experience, to be connected to God the Father and Jesus Christ, whom is sent. So, it's, you know, it's, it's not about just living your life looking to go into heaven one day. It's not about just saying, okay, my sins are forgiven. Now I've got to do the best I can. It's about entering into a realm where in this realm you have the realization of access to all that God has. Now, I want you to understand, this person could not open the door even though the invitation was given because she was using the wrong key. And, you know, there are a lot of, there's probably a lot of keys in the kingdom. There's probably, you know, there's a lot of things that you do differently in different aspects of kingdom living. But the primary key to functioning in the realm of the kingdom of God is a key that, to be honest, I don't meet many believers in Jesus that believe that that is actually the key. They're choosing another key. They're choosing a key to try to get through this door into the kingdom realm. And see, remember for years, I mean, how many of you for years and years and years, when you would read the parables about entering into the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, you would assume that it was talking about getting born again. That's not talking about getting born again. That's not what that is about. If entering into, if entering into the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is about getting born again, then Jesus was a legalist and everything that he taught would be contrary to the new covenant. And many people think that you can't follow Jesus' teachings because he, they think he was a teacher of the law. But you have to understand, if you're not following Jesus' teaching, then you're not a disciple. If you're not a disciple, then Jesus is not your Lord. If Jesus is not your Lord, then you are not actually capable of functioning in the kingdom realm or participating in most of the benefits of salvation. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean you're not born again. It just means that you have chosen another process. You have chosen another key or somebody told you there was another key that you were supposed to use. And so we end up working formulas. We end up working plans that the real truth is are never, ever, ever going to get us what we want. Listen, let me mention something. In the last two weeks, I mentioned this new series that I was going to be offering. And, uh, the, and the truth is, I didn't even have a name for this series. I had, you know, I had it mapped out. It's, it's stuff I've taught for years and working with people. But the name of this series is called uh, On Earth as in Heaven. And I'm going to tell you, this is going to be one of the most practical, usable series that you can, uh, with information that you can use to influence your heart and 
it's going to change your prayer life. It's going to change the way you operate faith. It's going to change the way you understand about relating to God. And of course, this month we got a, we got a great special on this where we're going to, we're going to be offering on heaven, uh, or uh, on earth as in heaven, coupled with the new revised prayer organizer, prayer organizer that is just all about establishing yourself in the kingdom of God, establishing yourself in God's perfect will. And I want to tell you something, you want to get this series, I mean, if you are tired of repeating what wasn't working last year, or if you are wanting to expand what was working uh, last year, but you realize it's time to grow, it's time to expand, it's time to do something different, or you know, if you're one of those people who realize, you know, something, things are changing. I've got to change with them. And any of those categories, you want to operate in kingdom principles so that really this transition is easy and light and you move forward. And, and I'm telling you, this is one of the most functional, daily used tools that I have uh, and that I use in my own life. And it's going to be it's going to be remarkably powerful for you. So be sure and check it out, and be sure and check out the special offer that we're offering with this series as long as this broadcast is on. Now, keep in mind that whenever Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray, he t he tied the concept of of kingdom living or you know the kingdom of God with the perfect will of God because that's that's really. What happens when a person is functioning in the kingdom realm, the fruit of that is establishing the perfect will of God in their lives. Now, the children of Israel, when they would, when they would bring a sacrifice, and man, I'm telling you, I could just spend hours talking about all the goofy stuff we believe about the sacrifices. You know, the sacrifices were not brought to convince God to do something. The sacrifices did not in any way change or influence God. Every one of the, and by the way, the scripture is very clear about it. I mean, I don't know how many times God tells the children of Israel, I am not interested in your sacrifices that you bring just to get stuff and, and you come and your heart's not in this and you, you know, you're not connecting to me with your heart. Because see, the sacrifices were all designed really to do just a few things. Number one, they gave us a way to experience in our heart this interaction with God. The interaction of experiencing forgiveness, the interaction of overcoming sin, the interaction of, uh, uh, of looking to the finished work of Jesus at the Passover, you know, all of those kinds of things. And uh, actually, in the Hebrew, it's indicated that all the sacrifices were, were basically a remembrance of what God had done for the children of Israel, but it was also a looking forward to what we would actually have in the Messiah. And again, if you think that sacrifices were for God's benefit, to move God, to change God, to influence God, then you just don't understand that God's always been a heart God. And the only thing that ever works with God is when it's real between us and the heart. And all the sacrifices were, were ways to influence our own heart about what God was freely giving us. So, you know, we talked about this in, in previous programs. So when a person let's say that they had the sense that something just wasn't right between them and God. And, um, and, and all that, you know, that could be your conscience bothering you. That could be because you've done something that you, that you should not have done. I mean, there could be all kinds of reasons why you'd feel that, or it just might be that you felt that way. 
And see, when you feel disconnected from God, it's not just enough to say, oh, I know the truth. I know I'm connected to God and Zoom, you know, go running down the road, even though your sense of self doesn't change. See, you want to feel what you have in God. You want to feel the relationship. It's just like your relationship with your spouse. Man, I, I, I tell you, I, I, you know, I did, I, I pastored for, for over 30 years, nearly 40 years. And man, I did a world of marriage counseling. And I just could not believe the number of people that I sat down with that they, they were legally married. They were functioning out of the obligation or the legality of the marriage contract. But honestly, they didn't have deep sense of, uh, of, of, of being in love and they didn't have deep sense of, of being connected and, and, and their spouse really, other than trying to avoid an argument or something, didn't really factor into how they made their life's decisions. Well, you know something, that's the way so many Christians are. They got a legal relationship with Jesus and, and, and it's kind of obligatory. You feel like you're doing what you're obligated to do, you know, to kind of keep, keep everything cool and not have conflict with God. That's, you know, but, but as far as a heart-to-heart -heart relationship, that's all God's ever wanted is a heart-to-heart -heart relationship, a real you with the real him and true motives, true honesty, true openness of heart. So they would bring these sacrifices. And, and as we talked about in previous programs, one of the most celebrated, most anticipated of all the sacrifices was the peace offering. Because whatever you went through, if you brought a trespass offering, if you, you know, if, if you brought a, 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 any kind of offering where you were trying to work out issues of feeling separated and, and, and you brought that with faith in your heart, man, you, you, you felt the connection to God. You felt that, that you and God were, were bonded and connected again. And so that's what the peace offering is all about. Man, there is peace between me and God. And not just peace in a legal sense, but I'm feeling peace. Now, one of the things that makes it possible to feel peace is the fact that you have the confidence that all of God's resources are, in fact, available to you. Therefore, you, you, ha you have a tranquil state of mind because you realize that basically all of your needs are met. You're taken care of. You're, you're going to be protected. You know, you're going you're to have provision and this sort of thing. <clears throat> now, again, you know, you know, the legalist tries to tell you to earn the resources of God. The liberal tries to tell you that, well, they're just yours and they're going to automatically work no matter what happens. But see, here was one of the things that the, the Hebrew believer realized. They realized that there was, no, there was no sense of connecting to God's resources. If you weren't connected to God as a person, as a matter of fact, as I mentioned earlier, God over and over rebuked the children of Israel for bringing sacrifices to, to either totally independent of a heart connection or bringing sacrifices only because they were trying to get God to do something for them. That was just, that was just totally unacceptable. And so, and so they realized the people of faith, and remember, God has always only responded to one thing, faith. Now, not faith the way we've been taught. Not faith where you're trying to believe hard enough. Not faith where you're believing hard enough to get God to do something. Faith is, is just trust. People who trusted Him, if they obeyed Him, they obeyed Him because they trusted His wisdom. They trusted His love. They trusted that what He said was their benefit. They trusted His character and nature. 
And so, so people of faith always understand the resources of God are really connected to being with God, to being intimately connected to God. You know, I was talking to one of my daughters about this the other day, and, you know, we were just sharing some of these concepts about the kingdom. And, uh, and I said, well, now just, just imagine, you know, where I live, I, I live in a, in a house that is in the middle of what used to be a, a mill village. There was a textile mill here, and all the people lived here. And, and I live in the, in the house that the, uh, actually the owner of the mill lived in. So it's like the biggest house in the neighborhood. And, and before that, all this was cotton fields. And, and, and so I said, you know, just, just imagine that, that I have all of these resources. Just, just imagine in olden times, I'm living here and, you know, I've got, I've got cattle and I've got sheep and I've got, uh, I've got fields that are being plowed and I've got orchards and all of this kind of stuff. And, and in my heart, as far as I'm concerned, all of this is yours. But you see, if you're never here, if we are never involved, there's, there's no way you can benefit from my resources. Now, you can go around claiming that, that all of this is yours, but it's not going to change the quality of your life. And remember, we're talking about always talking about a quality of life that comes from knowing God, not a quality of life independent of knowing God and working faith, a quality of life based on faith, trust for God, and through this intimate connection. You know, that's really what the what happened in the parable of the sower. I mean, not the parable of the sower, excuse me, the parable of the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son was still an heir of the father. And even though he had condemnation in his heart, even though he had guilt in his heart, and even though as an heir, he was still living. He was feeding pigs, and the only way he could survive was eating what he could take away from the pigs. He was eating pig food to survive. Now, <clears throat> that's the way we are as believers. God's resources are ours legally, but it wasn't until the prodigal goes back to the father and restores the relationship. See, he didn't earn getting access to these resources. It wasn't that, okay, because you finally repented, I'm going to give it. Matter of fact, in truth, he didn't even so much repent or deal with the very issues of rebellion and riotous living and all the things that made him go out and do what he did. He just finally came to realize life would be better in my father's house, even if I was just a lowly servant, whether, whether I was a son or not. And so he came back, but he connected to the Father relationally. And now because he is connected to the Father relationally, just like that Hebrew person, that, that the reason he brings a peace offering is because, man, I'm at peace because now the way I'm connected to God, I have that sense of, of protection. I have that sense of provision. I have the sense of, of me letting him be a father to me. You know, I don't know if you've ever gone through that with your kids where they stop letting you be a father to them. And, you know, all the things you want to do for them, all the things you want to give them, all the things you want to help them uh, accomplish, you know, because they're out running wild, trying to do everything in their own way without you, what you can do for them doesn't benefit them because they're not connected to you. So, so the, the kingdom of God is where we get to experience the perfect will of God. So hold on that thought because I'm going to come back to you something about the perfect will of God. And it has to do with bringing heaven to earth that I think is, is just phenomenal. Let, let me remind you, you know, we 
are involved in what we call Operation One Billion. Operation One Billion, we are seeking to create one billion disciples to the Lord Jesus around the world. And if you want to be a part of that, I would encourage you to become a financial supporter of Impact Ministries. If you're watching right now on YouTube or if you're watching on my website, you can go straight to the to the page that talks about what a world changer is and what we do, and you can become a world changer and start getting all the benefits of being a part of our world changer team right off the bat. And uh, um, and you will. There's a, there, there's a lot of things we try to do to benefit our world changers. Also, uh, uh, let me remind you of this. Part of helping us reach the world is this. If you right now will just take a second, just click below and like this program. This This will cause thousands more people to have this come up in their YouTube uh, 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 when they're watching it, and, and it'll, it'll give them the opportunity to hear these messages that other people aren't hearing. So help us financially by becoming a part uh, of our World Changer team to reach a billion people and raise them up as disciples for Jesus. Like this program. And one other thing you can do that is so powerful, if, if, if you want to get my daily inspirational quotes, if you want to get a lot of things that ever other people don't get, be sure and download my mobile app because the mobile app gives you daily access to everything that we have. It's one of the greatest tools that you can get to keep yourself encouraged, keep yourself moving in this direction. All right. So the prodigal, he, he, you know, he connects to the father. And so in this relationship, he suddenly, he, he's entered into this realm. He's back at home with the father. He's back in this realm where his father can has influence. He's, see, God can't protect you if you're walking down the path of death because God's not there. God can't protect you if you've chosen to function in the world as the world functions and pursue other things and try to find fulfillment in other ways. God can only protect you if you're living in his kingdom where, where you honor the king, where, you know, where you in your heart have connected to who he is, what he's done for you, what you have in him. Now, Jesus connected the concept of this kingdom realm with the perfect will of God. Now, when we think of the perfect will of God, we tend to think of if I do the perfect will of God, if I do everything right, then I enter into the kingdom realm. Well, really we got it just the opposite. If I enter into the kingdom realm, I start experiencing the perfect will of God. And you say, well, I thought the perfect will of God was about what we did. No, the perfect will of God is what the perfect will of God is toward you. Now, a Hebrew listening to Jesus preach about the kingdom of God, and that's what he was. He was a preacher of the kingdom of God. Their mind went to a very specific place when they heard teaching about the kingdom of God. Their mind actually went to the Garden of Eden. Because in the Garden of Eden, man lived in a realm. And that realm, let me, let me tell you something about that realm. I don't know if the Garden of Eden, if the boundaries of the Garden of Eden were geographic, because there, there were no walls built around it, as much as the Garden of Eden was a realm that had to do with their beliefs and their connection to God. In other words, did they stay and abide with the Father, or did they wander out around the world and do what they wanted to do? And so, so in the garden, because they were 
intimately connected to God, then God was able to give them every single thing they needed for quality of life, every single thing they needed for life to be incredible. And so as long as they were heart-to-heart -heart connected to God, as long as it was about relationship and they were open and they saw God as their Father and trusted what He said, that it was for their good. And like I say, they obeyed Him and they followed His direction, not because they felt like they had to, but because He was their Father. And as their Father, He sought the very best for them. So at some point in time, of course, you know, they decided they wanted to choose what was best for them instead of letting God choose what was best for them. And unfortunately, from that time until now, the majority of us have made the wrong choice most of the time about how to have the best quality of life. So God was no longer able to give them His perfect will for them because of their choices, what they chose to do. Now, very interestingly, uh, and, and so when, when Jesus, let me say this, so when Jesus came along and started talking about the kingdom of God and all the parables, instead of about how to get into heaven, all the parables were really about how to think, how to understand how what really, really what the laws of the kingdom were, not laws in the sense of earning something, but, but, but how to function within the kingdom, how to be happy, how to treat people, all of these kinds of things, then, then th they understood that even though they wouldn't physically go back to the Garden of Eden, they would enter into this realm. Now, what's really interesting about this concept of a realm, and in the Hebrew language, uh, there is uh, what they call gematria. Gematria, is, many people think it's numerology. It's not numerology. It looks like numerology. It's similar, but, but there's vast differences. And, of course, gematria comes from the concept of geometry because all of the Hebrew letters are, in fact, numbers as well as letters. So all words have a numeric value based on the letters in the root word. So in gematria, you, you realize that any two words that has the same numeric value, that they are somehow connected. Now, the word for mind is connected to several very interesting root words. It's, it's connected to the word robber or thief. In other words, the thief that really steals from you is in your thoughts, what you think, what you believe, that sort of thing. And there are other, several other really interesting words, but the key word we want to focus in on is the word heaven because the word mind and the word heaven have the same, same numeric value. And so in the parables, Jesus was talking to people about how to shape their attitude, how to think about things, how to understand things in a way that would bring them to a state of mind where because of their state of mind, they could live in this realm of the kingdom. And because of this state of mind, they, could, they, they would be able to to, to connect to God. They'd be able to connect to the resources of God. And so when a, when a Hebrew heard Jesus talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, man, they knew that he, he was talking about a way of thinking, a way, a way of believing, which was clearly established in his teaching, a way of thinking, a way of believing that would connect people intimately to God personally, intimately to God's resources, and intimately to how to function kingdom living. You know something? 
in this series that we're offering, uh, On Earth As In Heaven, we're teaching you how to bring the perfect will of God into your life. Be sure and check it out. By the way, be sure and subscribe to this YouTube channel. It's going to help millions of people see this message. Take just a minute and do it right now. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.